You are listening to Cosmic Children. Um, I'm your host, Kevin. Today, we have a really, really interesting co-host. We have Jason. Hi, guys. So Jason is usually the one that handles all audio. He's usually the one behind the mic or behind the, the audio editing suite, really. Yeah. So thanks. Thanks for coming on board, Jason. No problem. Um, today, we have two very interesting gentlemen with us. Could you please introduce yourselves? Uh, hi, we are the Woke Salarymen. So my name is Wei Chun. And uh, I draw most of the things there and uh, joining me is... Yeah, my name is Ray Ming and I write most of the stuff. Okay, so one one writer and one illustrator. Yeah. And that forms the woke salary, man. There's also our girlfriends involved. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's a little disclaimer there. They have been absolutely instrumental in uh, helping us do everything. Super supportive. So so what is their role? So they help us uh, sort of like develop business because we're looking for a way to be financially sustainable. Gotcha. So I mean, you know, we're, we're kind of creative people so it also means we... Unlike, it also means we're disorganized yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes oh, exactly. Okay. True. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And maybe like not the best salespeople. Not as savvy. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so they're more like, they're very good at the business side of things. Gotcha. We're just good at the other side of things. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not business. <laughs> okay, before we continue, could you just tell us or tell people who don't know what is the work salaryman? What is it about? Uh, the Work Ceremony is a webcomic that uh, we've created. And the goal initially when we started was to try to make comics or entertaining content yeah. that teach people how to be wiser about personal finance. Or what I like to say is like have a better relationship with finance. Uh. Mm. That's how I see it. So we've been running for about, I think, five months now. Okay. And we, are, we just exceeded 60k Facebook followers which was one of our milestones uh, and we hit that pretty quickly I think for Facebook growth like we, we grew organically we didn't mm. really pay for a lot of traffic boosting and whatnot. so the the rise has been quite meteoric actually meteoric yeah yeah yeah, yeah. wow so okay, I don't want to <laughs> 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 you know. meteoric rise so but why why do you think your content is particularly successful like that well I, I think because there's a certain like utility to it you know uh, there's there are like steps you can actually take to to do, you know, to to actually let's say like reach financial independence or spend less money or like change the way that uh, you think about things. Yeah. So I think that's what we always try to do. Uh, we try to sort of like tear down like older, more obsolete traditions in mm. in favor of like more financially uh, savvy ones. For example, we have one where you don't need to rely on uh, your children as your retirement plan. That is particularly yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Or like maybe one that. I think there was one about uh, not spending too much on your wedding. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, and it also resonates among uh, lots of people. Mostly because a lot of them are in the age age group right now. Yeah. I think our approach also, like in how we, how we do it, like how we make the content is is interesting for people because Mm. there are tons of resources out there that actually do it better than us. That actually deep dive and go into really the the mathematical side of personal finance. What card you should choose. Yes, yes. What insurance plan, whatever. But, we are making it extremely accessible because we use the medium of drawing. Mm. So so that makes it very, very accessible. In fact, some people say like we are too basic, our content too basic, <laughs> but that is the the trade-off. La. Basic meaning too bare bones? Like not deep enough. Ah. Like we don't go enough into the disclaimer side of things to really... But if you want to have catchy headlines, you want to have headlines that take a stand, you have to take a stand. Ah. Then yeah. the disclaimer stuff, if you are too nambi-pammy, if you are too pedantic, ah, then like I tune off already. I'm not gonna yep. even pay attention to your content. Yeah. So we have to find a balance there. I, th- I think one thing you know is like uh simple financial advice 
isn't the easiest thing to follow. So simple does not mm-hmm. mean easy. What do you mean by that? So for example, uh, let's let's just say I ask you to you know save five hundred bucks a month. Yeah. Super simple, right? Just put it into yeah, yeah. into the index fund. But is it easy to follow? It's not. It's not. It's not easy for like you know, the average person to like you know s- suddenly have to sacrifice like a. It's like a, a discipline thing. Yeah, it's it? like a discipline sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what I mean. And sometimes like you know, uh. We, we live in an age of like uh, misinformation like so many opinions floating around internet. Yes. sometimes people just need to to do the simple basic thing instead of being like sidetracked mm. uh, like for example recently I told a friend to invest in the STI ETF what's that? Uh, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's the Singapore index fund sure yeah so it's like I, I consider like the most basic level you should invest so so what so what he, what, what he did was like he went to the, the bank and he told the RM there like the relationship manager like oh I want to buy a uh, STIDF. And then the RM was like, oh, why, why are you going to do that? And then he went to sell my friend something that oh, uh, okay, actually okay. gives him yeah. commission. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, sometimes you just have to follow the simple thing instead of like, you know, having like so many voices telling you what to do. So, I think that's that's how people should approach it. You're smiling. Why, why are you smiling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, why just, are you smiling? Yeah. I hate the term like relationship manager. Like, you a bit cringe. Like. Mm. So, it's, oh, that, that is particularly interesting. Yeah, like they're they're making it so not about money anymore. Like mm. it's a relationship now. So yeah. so they're trying to package it really. Yeah, like yeah. they're softening it up so much. Yeah. So mm, could you just take take us back to was this always the 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 intention of the work salary man right from the beginning to do comics um relating towards finance, personal finance to educate people? Has it always been like this? I think in the beginning, uh, we really wanted to provide a resource for like you know the, the, the every Singaporean, you know people. Earning like below, uh, I think median salary is four thousand four. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, most people like above that, you know, like the the rich kids, you know, they have like advisors, they have like a whole bunch of resources av- av- yep. available yep. to them. So we wanted to be uh, the people that stood for the masses. Mm. So Whoa. I think yeah, if yeah. if you read, in, <laughs> if you actually read in our Facebook description, it says like helping people who earn uh, four thousand five yep. make better financial and life. So Why I didn't even yeah. read the description myself? <laughs> Why oh, so sad. altruistic? Why so altruistic? Yeah. I I wouldn't say it's uh because, because it's altruistic. Uh, I, I, can we say we all grew up in Singapore? Yeah, Singapore. Or Malaysian. Same. Yeah. <laughs> sama, not sama. the same. Because <laughs> because I would say growing up in Singapore, is, uh, rolling, rolling is, is great. Uh, growing up in Singapore, it's a pretty pragmatic country. It's everyone for himself. There has the illusion of meritocracy, but it is still oh. everyone for himself. So why the altruistic approach? Wow! Well, for question. me, uh, it's because I wish somebody told me this when I was younger. <laughs> like okay. I did one, I, I wrote one called um, "Don't say or stop saying." Uh, money cannot buy happiness. Money cannot. Yeah, I've, I've definitely heard people say that. Okay. Yeah. So so that was very important for me because I used to want to be a like artist, artist. I wanted to make like indie films, indie mm. animated films about Singapore and local living, and I just. Thought like yeah, people will support me. It's a noble ambition. Yeah, the government should just pay me money, and they will or probably somebody will support. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I came out, and like nobody cares. Yeah. I don't care Damn. about your mission. Did you go to school for animation? Sorry, did you go to school for yeah, animation? Yeah, I was in the NTU uh, uh, ADM. Okay, and that was a great school. Uh, like they they really taught us so much about the nuanced expression you can do with animation. Yeah, they really made me want to become an artist, and it was such a great place to learn that. But yeah. you come out in the industry, there's nobody who. Will just give you money and say, "Hey, go and do your thing. Here's ten k a month. Mm. No yeah. such thing. Or here's five k a month. Yeah, even five k is a lot. So I was so disillusioned, you know. And and and, but back when I was younger, I I just thought like, you know, uh, screw money. I don't need to think about money. Like, yeah. 
there was one point I said I would be happy with 3k a month salary and I just need to be able to do animation in some form yeah and then like I want to get a house yep. then like you know I got Again, like you know, school loan to pay off. Yeah. Then three thousand is not enough actually. So, so you yeah. have changed from that mindset, lah. Tremendously so, but <laughs> I wish somebody would just give me something yeah. to to convince me hmm. very simply in forty panels. That's why it's not even altruistic. I just wish somebody did that for me when I was younger. Would Would you have taken the advice though when back then when you when you were back, probably back in school with that particular mindset? Would you have taken even if a comic like that, or is it just something through age and through getting into industry? I, I might not have taken the advice, right? But at least if it was in comic form, I would have read it. Okay. I only started thinking about finance, right? When I graduated, then I look at my bank account and it's like, wow, I'm negative twenty thousand dollars net worth. Ooh, okay. Like, I'm I I'm 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 under right now. Yep. Yeah. Then I start to you know, like reach that poor that uh, all this thing. Then yep. I go and read. If I don't care about money. Yeah. yeah. But if somebody had made a comic, right, I might have looked at it. I might have disagreed. Mm. But the seed would have been planted in my mind. Then maybe I would have been able to start earlier. I don't know. Uh. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as for me, I I don't really think it's altruism, but I I do think like, you know, when you want to create content, you want to reach like as much people as possible. So why not just start with like, you know, the the messes? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And I guess that the, the the platforms that we can find you guys on, Instagram, Telegram, those are pretty modern platforms. Mm, yeah, they mm. definitely appeal to, I would say, people of our age and maybe younger. Mm. Yeah, oh, I think, yeah. So, so I mean, that's the point, right? To reach, uh, for the advice to reach people when they're young mm. so that they can actually like change change their future rather than, you know, like in your 40s, then someone say, hey, you should save uh, 20% of your salary. And too then late. The yeah. person's like, oh, fuck yeah. that, you know, it's too, it's too late. <laughs> too late already, I'm just going to be yeah. angry, an angry old man on Facebook. Oh, yeah. fuck this page. I hate these people. Blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. he, so he has talked about how he, he used to view finance. What about yourself? Uh, I think, uh, I think up to recently, I was quite a unwoke, uh, unwoke person when, uh, when it came to finance. That's not true, actually. Like, I've known him for a long time. <laughs> he has always been my go-to guy, like, uh, hey, bro, what's ETF, uh? Then he'll tell me. Mm. So okay. actually, I have seen him like hustle very, very hard to achieve financial independence. What is what is financial independence? Oh wait, maybe maybe I I get back, get back to the origin to story. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. First. yeah. So <laughs> so actually, it happened like uh way back in 2014 when I first started working. Gotcha. And I and, and then I think at work I realized like oh fuck you know I can't do this for for 40 years of my life. Cause what, it's, why not? It's, it's just, is this? It's just miserable. Just sit in the office, like you know, uh, doing doing some, like you know, typing, writing, writing stuff you, you don't believe in. Blah blah blah. Yep. And, yeah. Yeah. But then like so, that already like gave me like you know uh, the thought you know I, I have I have to save money so I can create passive income so I don't even do this. Uh, later on that year, my mom actually suffered from a stroke. Okay. Yeah, and and the stroke was so bad that uh, she still confined to a wheelchair today. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah. So I mean that made me think like, wow, shit. My mom worked 40 years as an accountant. Yeah. And at the end of it, at 60, she just had a stroke, collapsed on the floor, and then now she won't be able to enjoy like the uh, rest of life. Mm. So I thought like, I have to get out of this quick, you know. I have to, I mean, not, not have to, but like, I would prefer to stop working when I'm still young, my body is still fit. And that means like amassing a lot of wealth uh, when I'm young, hopefully before 35. Yeah. Yeah. There's one train of thought to have. Like. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, just not a question you ask us was like, what is financial independence? Yes, because that that is that is two words that it's a lot more common these days. That financial independence, passive income. Yeah, it's a lot of buzzwords these days. So I just want to know what does that mean to both of you guys? Yeah. 
So I, for me, like financial independence or financial freedom is the ability to uh, work because you want to, not because you have to. Mm, okay. So, so uh, the hard amount I have in my mind to reach financial independence is is five hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah. So using that five hundred thousand dollars, you could invest. Uh, maybe I mean invest it in some equities and maybe call it like. A, a moderate uh, estimate would be maybe 4%. So that would be 20K a year. 20K divided by 12 would be, I think it's $1667 a month. Surely you've done this calculation. Wow, I think so. I think so. So fast. So I think so. So with one six six seven a month, I mean, I could actually like uh, travel the world cheaply, you know, and mm, actually right. live off this income. Or I could continue uh, building my wealth if I enjoy my work at that time. I don't know. I think at, at some point, people get sick of their work. So, yeah. Gotcha. Over to you. For me, financial independence also means the same thing. Like, to, ha- to be able to work because I want to, not because I have to. But I'm not in such a rush and I don't need so much money to be financially free. Like, like I Because it's important for me to enjoy now also. So mm. I think I'm right. a little bit less extreme in my views versus dreaming. Like, I'm, okay. I'm a bit more... Or maybe I haven't reached there yet and one day I'll just be, I need 500k or so. But for me, I just want to have enough right now, right? So I can choose to do something I like to do and earn a little bit less and I'll be happy. I I, I still don't mind working for the rest of my life. I just need to earn decent money, uh, like mm. enough to keep food on the table and I'll be happy. I don't need to retire early because the idea of retiring, right? And just not doing anything. A lot of people picture, you know, sitting on the beach. That's the other thing. That's the right. right. I don't want to do that. That's boring to me. I don't want to keep doing work. I always want to keep doing work and drawing or until I die. That's the... Until you cannot. Until I cannot, yeah. Yeah. My dream actually, right, is to draw horror comics. That's my dream. Junji Ido? That was hentai. Yes, I'm a huge fan. Of course it was hentai. Yeah, big money, I think. Yeah, big money. If I ever need like money urgently, I will consider that. They meant anatomy, or is it good enough or not? I don't know, man. Reference or based based on what ceremony you you don't really draw like. Oh, you don't see my stuff that I don't show. Oh, anyhow. Yeah, but I think back back to Tyler's point. I mean, I I do agree that you know uh. Oh my god, that's Tyler. I used to call myself that in Polly because like my Angmore lecturers would butcher my Chinese name. Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 We'll yeah, just so, address you as Tyler from now yeah. on. Yeah, okay. Cool. It's fine. Hey, thanks. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. so back to Rachel's point. Uh I think, yeah, it's it's true that you will be bored as I mean, you'll be bored just sitting around on the beach, right? But I mean, with financial independence, you should also, you could also explore like new new stuff to do, you know. I could be mm-hmm. like a bike true. mechanic, I could go work in uh McDonald's for three months and I could write about what it's mm, like. So yep. I, I wouldn't be held back by, oh, I have to put food on the table, you know, I have, yeah. to, I have to pay my mortgage. So I think financial independence also gives you the freedom to do the things that you want to do. And all these things, uh, they don't always make uh, the, the most sense as, yep. as a career mm. or money. Yeah. Do you think, with going back to what you say about misinformation and there being a lot of, uh, a lot of voices when it comes to things like this, what are your thoughts on uh, I would call them the modern gold rush. Things like Bitcoin. I think that is really one of the most uh, recent things in memory. Bitcoin, MOMs, they're always selling the, the idea or selling the lifestyle of getting rich quick. I think quick is the word and getting rich. They always throw in, throw in um, things like, oh, uh, you can earn X amount in X amount of yeah. months. So these are the, the concepts on ideas and they're, they're always throwing to particularly people of a younger crowd. So so what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so, so it's funny you mentioned MLM. Yeah. <laughs> because 
I think like three quarter of my family is doing MLM. Okay. No. Because my family in Malaysia, right? Yeah. They're into Herbalife. Okay. <coughs> so I'm not going to defend MLM. I, I, I find it also CD and questionable. Mm. But what it did do, right, is that my mom was in a... Not in a good place la, for a right. long time and MLM or Herbalife, right, really did lift her out of it. So from a personal level, even though I... I also find it CD and it's it, and it's funny to look at some of the mishaps that happen to the organizations. Mm. But also on the other hand, I'm a bit like I also don't go and tell her, Emma, you should stop doing this because it has really brought her a lot of happiness. And so for her, it's interesting. Like she actually, I don't think she sees it as a get rich quick thing. Like for mm. her, it's about health. Uh. Interesting. That's why she actually genuinely when she's doing road shows and stuff like that. She actually will go out there and then like give pamphlet to people like, hi, you know, do you eat breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> She's really passionate about it. She's eh? fucking passionate <laughs> and, and she also pushes that on me sometimes. You know, eat this, drink this, yep. you know, in the morning, eat this shake. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But I have seen her transform like not just in terms of her mental health uh, but like, not that not, not, she's like, whatever. Yeah. She's probably not listening to this anyway. But like, Physically also she has she looks so much younger now than when she used yeah. to, you know, like it's 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 amazing. It's so like I, new life in her. Yeah. I leave her to it, like, I think you're happy, whatever, like, do yep. it. Like. But then I still think it's CD. Like. <laughs> like the the concept in general? Yeah. So back to your 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 idea of like your your question about you know all this get rich quick thing, right? I really have no time for it and I don't care for it because I, I just automatically get suspicious of these things anyway. So Bitcoin all that I didn't go in. Mm. And I, I would rather play the long game. Because I have my youth. Ma. So I don't want to gamble on anything that is a get-rich-quick uh, or is very short-sighted or this new revolutionary thing will break the thing. <laughs> or Doctors hate him. All this stupid clickbait nonsense. Like, like, I, I have no time for it. Even if I miss out, I, it's fine. La. I'll play my long game. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. my perspective. Yep. I might miss out, but I'm okay. What do you think, Rimi? I think uh, get-rich, some get-rich schemes work. Mm. But they are for people who can afford the risk. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you have to be wealthy to a certain level to take that kind of huge risk. Yeah. So, uh, cool story. Like when I when I first came out, uh, when when I first already, yeah. Like I knew this guy. He 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 kept saying, "Oh, I I turned twenty k into into hundred k on the stock market within a year." You know, just right. just by trading. Yeah. So everyone was like, you know, oh my god, this guy is a genius. You know, yeah. he, he yeah. went and do this thing. Uh, but I think what he didn't say is that. He, he actually came from a pretty wealthy family. Like, he, his dad is a millionaire. Oh. So, when your dad is a millionaire, yeah. of course you can take risks that might turn 20,000 to 100,000. Yeah. And I think a lot of uh, young people don't see that. They only see, you know, the, the message, oh, it's, it's so easy to, uh, you know, uh, get rich quick to, to, yeah. to transform. It's very attractive. Yeah. But people don't actually understand, like, uh, certain, certain circumstances need to be in place before someone can actually get get rich quick but he uses his dad's money yeah because yeah, it's like it's his disposable income you know what I mean oh, like, but is it his money or his dad's okay. money so his dad gave him 20k oh, and oh, yeah. he so has disposable. the safety net of a of a millionaire yeah. you know? I mean if I had the safety net of a millionaire <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you might never be here <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would be taking uh, huge risks but I mean like I, I don't want to uh, depend on my parents or anything so mm. yeah, yeah. Right. I'm particularly curious like uh, both your backgrounds individual backgrounds do you come from wealthy family or middle class, just average, or... Okay, it's very hard to compare my one because my parents in Malaysia. Mm. So we have like four cars, but 
everybody in Malaysia drive car, so <laughs> it's very different. Yeah. So okay. we can't use those indicators. Uh, okay. But um, my family does okay, I think, but I never took anything from them when it came to uh, uni fees. Uh. Like from uni onwards, right, My I pay everything myself. Uh. Props. But I did take a lot of... Uh, my mom and dad did support me when it came to my former education in Singapore mm. up right. to poly, which is yeah. not cheap for foreigners. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So <laughs> I appreciate that tremendously. That's why when I do my uni, right, one of the options that I could have had, right, was to get my mom and dad to pay off my uni fee first. Then I pay them. Yeah. But yeah. I just don't want. I just do it myself. How yeah. how did you pay off your uni fees while doing I uni? dumped $500 into it every month. Yeah. Then uh, I think last month, I just had enough saved up, right? I just dumped it all in and I cleared it. Yay! Let's no slap on the death of that. I actually felt quite... I was thinking about it, I felt quite... It was a bittersweet moment because actually yeah. my debt, right, had had changed me so much as a person and has given me so much to work for. It felt like almost a friend towards the end that I'm, 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 I'm saying bye to a friend that has shaped me even though it was a vicious thing as a debt. La. It's collecting yeah. interest from me, la. But I felt a bit sad actually when I paid it off. It was very surreal. How how has it changed the way you view money? Oh, so just looking at the bank account, then you see minus in red color, you know, OCBC, yeah. like 25k, and then like, oh, allow it. Like, mm. That's a lot of money, and then the interest is a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it just makes you, it made me worry, and then, then I need to save up because before that, I was spending a lot of money on, uh, I don't spend on little things, I spend yeah. on cameras. It was oh. my vice. Right, right, right. I spent oh. so much money on cameras. <laughs> I saw the lenses also more in the body itself. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So I love cameras and I spent a lot yeah. of money on expensive cameras. Expensive hobby. Very expensive. I mean, we all have our own vices. Yeah. Uh. This guy, bicycle. Uh. But he's not expensive that bad. Hobby. Yeah, expensive <laughs> hobby. Expensive hobby as well. <laughs> Do you mind sharing how long it took you to pay? I think true it and true? Took, uh, pretty fast actually. Like, I think uh, I had it for about three plus years. Okay. Yeah, so I just pumped into it because I just hated the idea of owing money. I really hate the idea of owing money. Mm. So I just want to dump it all off. Gotcha. Yeah. And looking back on hindsight, is it the right move to do? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yes. Yeah, no regrets. Gotcha. I just miss my little friend. <laughs> <laughs> Very depend. interesting yeah, that you developed that kind of relationship. Yeah. Interesting. What about Raymond? Yeah, I mean, the, the whole notion of class is pretty, like, I mean, not often discussed in, in Singapore. But I mean, uh, my, I grew up in, like, a five-room HDB in, gotcha. in, in Jurong East. Right. Uh, yeah, my dad uh, invested in, in property uh, early on. Yeah. And I think it just... It's a smart move. Yeah. yeah. I think during that time, there, there were no regulations on, yeah, yeah. on how to invest. So growing up, my dad did give me, like, uh, I mean, he did, he did buy for the family, like, a car, you know, we could drive around. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, that was pretty nice. He, he, he even had like a country club membership at some point. Tight, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think wow. he, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, yeah. It was cool. Well, Dolphin everything. Yeah. Was, no, 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 no. Uh, I think, swim I, I think, I think it, was, it was like the present day Safra Club in Tanamera. So every, like, I don't know why the fixation of country, country club then, we would drive from like Jurong East to Tanamera every Saturday just to swim in the pool. It's I, the five C's, uh, right? Jurong yeah, East to Tanamera yeah, just for a pool. Yeah, it's, it's a bit crazy lah, but I think yeah. it was like 996, you know. Yeah. Things, uh, things they were, uh, I mean. Things were slower back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Things, Cooler. Things were more like innocent, innocent back then. Now it's like, wow, fuck, the fuel so expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I can just swim in the drawing <laughs> swimming pool, yeah. oh, which, which wasn't built then, uh, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say I come from like a quite, quite privileged, but not like, you know, crazy, crazy rich yep, family. Yep, yeah, yeah. Like uh, my parents let me like start, start my working life without any debt. And, mm. and, I, and I think like that's all mm. that's all I can ever ask for them so I yeah, don't yeah. even 
uh, you know, expect anything else, like maybe even even inheritance, yeah, which I which we covered in one comic once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you adopted any of your financial um outlook right now from your parents? That's what I'm particularly curious about because I think I read somewhere that kids, if they're not aware about it, they will adopt certain financial habits from their parents. I would say no, actually, because my parents always ask me to stay away from stocks. Okay. Right. But actually, it's not that... It's, it's, it's trading that's the... the what's, what's the difference? Yeah. So trading is when you buy, then you sell, then you buy, then you sell. You're trying to flip a profit. Short Immediately. Investing is, okay, I have faith in this company. I'm going to put my money down now yep. to, to to say I believe in them. And, when, and then when they grow and they become more valuable, I can sell my stock. Or so profit, so like long term. Oh, yeah. Long term like versus short term. Okay. 10, so years. what they are afraid of is all these stories, right? Especially during the late 90s, right? Of just people trading and trading, like day yeah. trading yeah. and losing a lot of money. Yeah. That's what they were afraid of. Like. Mm. But my dad, like, he's trying to invest a lot in properties nowadays. And I'm actually very interested in property because I like interior design, all this stuff. Yes. Yeah. So I also like just going and seeing the house. And, yep. Oh, this one worth how much? Or how many rooms? Or how many square foot? <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Uh, it's fun, uh, fun. Yeah. yeah. What about Raving? Yeah, I think I uh, got influenced by my parents when it came to money because, I mean, not really influenced per se, but growing up, my parents always fought about money, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, they always like, oh, you know, uh, this thing's so expensive, you know, why, like, why do you go and buy? Or my mom would want to, like, upgrade to a better car. And my dad's like, oh, no, you know, we, we don't need a better car. Actually, we can't afford it. Yep. And then they would, they would, they were actually, like, all these huge arg- arguments. I remember, like, waking up, like, 8 in the morning uh, by my parents uh, arguing over, like, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, over money. And it was terrible for me. And I think, uh, when I grew up, I sort of realized, like, wow, you know what? I never want to be in that in, in that situation where uh money affect like, you know because of the lack of money uh it affects the relationship with my loved ones. Interesting. Yeah. Well, sometimes I think also that money actually amplifies issues. Uh. it might not be the money in itself. Uh, because like uh, there are also families with not a lot that are quite happy. Uh. Yep. Because my family is similar uh, You know, like it was not about lack of money or not enough money, but what to do with the money. There were arguments about that also. <laughs> yeah. A lot of things. Uh. So I guess what, what what my parents taught me is like you, you don't need to amass like a lot of wealth but you do need like, you know, that basic baseline, you know, mm. to, 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 to have a comfortable yeah. life mm. and, and I think like, yeah, more more isn't always more. More isn't always good. Yeah. yeah. It's very mm. interesting because you talked about uh, remembering your parents arguing about it. Yeah. I can imagine the same scenario but it will lead you to not want to talk about it or not want to touch it even. So it's very interesting that you, I think you, 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 you took something different from it. Yeah. Yeah, he could have, he could have become a hermit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, but you it's chose like, this route. Yeah, I mean, there are always yeah. two kinds of people. Like, I mean, uh, oh, here we go. Yeah, no, no. What, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because like, during NS, you know, yeah. we, we are like sergeants and the sergeants, they were like, this group of sergeants like, oh, last time, you know, my sergeant also do this to me. So, we will I continue. Do, yeah, we will yeah, continue that, the feedback that, loop, right? Yeah, yeah, the tradition of that way. But mm. I, I believe in like the other school of thought. You know, this happened. Let's go improve it. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah. So like the can be your sergeant. Hey, thank you, Sergeant Izzat. <laughs> <laughs> Still listening in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pegasus Koi, 2009, I think. Can't remember. No, and uh, the thing I find so interesting is because like that's not only like I feel like that's very inherently Singaporean like with that feedback loop because like it also not just happens in army like in work also like mm. my boss is an asshole to me so I'm mm. gonna be an asshole to my employees and stuff mm. like that and like uh, 
Yeah, so like like in regards to also with money situations, right? Regarding your parents, right? Like like how like because my mom's like stingy as like crazy, like fuck. Mm. Yeah, like she gams out like fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> and like like then I'm also quite gams out like fuck. Uh. Like like she was from young, she would tell me don't buy shirts more than like like seventeen dollars. Go H and M, like Then like now I go H and M, I'm like wow, eh, three for twenty dollars. Eh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Like literally, like like, and that's kind of stuff. Like, but how do you like? Have you ever had to face like breaking out of that? Although like, my mom always very generous. <laughs> like so are she, you very generous? Yeah, are you very generous? No, yeah. no, I, I, no. Actually, I'm more concerned than her. But I love what she says. She says, um, you have to spend money to make money, and she always say like, when I when I, you know, like how you go to a restaurant then must return the wet tissue paper or that mm. because they will charge you for that. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> very Asian thing. Yep. But my mom will just say, ah, it's okay. Let people earn lah because that's the economy yeah. So like, I like. I like her idea of just it's okay lah. No need to be so like don't 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 need to scream on the pennies. As long as you worry about the big picture, it's yeah. okay la. So I like that philosophy. La. I'm trying to adopt it, but I'm still very kamsiak. <laughs> <laughs> trying to, trying to. Yeah. How about you? I think my my dad always uh maybe he was a bit extreme. He, he always saw everything as an investment. You know, he, like he would ask like, "Oh, is this a good buy?" You know, like even when it comes to like. Uh, clothes or shorts like oh like how many times I can wear this shirt <laughs> before I, I before I throw away <laughs> 15 laundry washers yeah. okay goodbye <laughs> and yeah I mean like I I do see like the logic in there but I also try not to go go too much extreme like cause it just be painful living like that mm, oh yeah. I must wear this shirt at least 120 times before I throw it away it's just it's just miserable so it really is about finding your own way on and your own approach to things like finance and investing stuff like that yeah like, I think money is just uh one of the factors in life that's important. Uh, but the important thing also that I would like woke Simon to one day veer towards also and and cover is actually how to live well mm. as we figure it out among ourselves. Like how, how do you, do you live, live well? life? Like so so the idea of woke, like some people have sort of said that like, I use this term stay woke, like it's such a such a uh populist term, you know, that a lot of people populist. are using. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah like, somebody said like, like okay. But okay, I, I mean, I connect with it. And, and mm. I, I like the idea of work because it's like... Awakened. You are awakened and you are alert to just just the zeitgeist and all this stuff around you zeitgeist. in your environment. Yeah. You know, so so I like the idea of us always trying to be alert, always being proven wrong also. And, and to also, in our attempts to learn how to live better, yeah. pass it down to other people as well. So like, it's not just money, it could be also the environment, uh, uh, issues with society yep. things eventually yep. like, one yep. day we would like to be able to do that kind of so, stuff so I think people yeah. always are fixated on the, the word salary man but they always forget the word work it's own friend I mean mm. no point just chasing money endlessly like it won't bring anyone joy mm. you also must be like uh, a useful member of society to, to give back to society uh, if you will yeah, like one thing I noticed with myself is that I used to when I earn 3k I always think like wow if only I earn 4k then I earn 4.5k and like, wow if only I earn 6k then 6k and I, wow, if only... So, actually, there's an issue there already. I'm already past median salary, right? So, that means that the issue is not with the salary, it's with me. Like, I mm. need to be able to find inner peace. That's something I'm trying to work with uh, and try to be happy about and be content with. So, the I issue still, is not about getting more. It's yeah, about it's about being... Having inner peace uh, because, like, it really... I think money really it amplifies everything. So, if you're an insecure person, you're not a generous person, right? It would just make you even more so... So to be happier, right, it's not about just getting enough money at my point in life. Like, at one point it was. Yeah. Like, there was a very widely cited study about what is the amount that you need to earn um, for you to be happy. And what they found was that it plateaus off at a certain point. So 
the more you earn, the yeah. happier you'll be because, yeah. okay, I can settle my rent, I yes. can settle anything medical issue, I can settle. Yes. But then up to a point, right, it plateaus off. And that point, I think, was about what? I think 75k a year US dollar, something yeah. like that. I might quote yeah. it wrong, la, but yep. around there. La. Yep. So, like, that's my goal in terms of salary. And if I can hit that, and I'm still not happy, then probably it's something internally I need to fix already. Interesting. And that's what I'm trying to find out now. What what is still wrong with me inside mm. that I need to fix to be a happier person? No? We'll, we'll check back. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's check back. Yeah, we'll check back. <laughs> <on> <laughs> back. Definitely. It's interesting. Um, you guys talked about investing just now. And I think to me personally, investing is a, it's a word that has multiple facets. Good, bad. And it comes with a lot of things. So could could you tell me what, what is investing to you guys and what are the different ways that I guess someone listening of, of, of a younger age group could invest because investing always comes about pictures of stocks, trading. Uh, it always seems very formal, but is, is that the truth? You always need like a huge capital to start. Oh, this, this is not true. But maybe just start with like what investing is. Yeah. I think like investing is uh, having a long-term, long-term play on things, you know, always thinking like five, 10 years ahead. Yeah. So, uh, like, like my dad, my, my dad said, you, you make this purchase like not just in the moment, but maybe like a few years down the road. Like, if if, if I buy this car, you know, I could buy this car today. Wow, it'd be fun to drive for a day. But will it hurt me in in five ten years? I guess that that's what an investing uh, mindset is to think if everything's like a good buy or a bad buy. So it's a mindset. Yeah. So okay, about your next point about like needing a huge capital to start. That, that that's actually not true. Uh. There are actually lots of uh, index funds these days. Ind- index funds are like uh, replication of a certain stock market. Am, am I losing you guys here? A little yeah, bit. A bit yeah. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Let, uh, let, me, let me try to put it down. Okay, so people invest in the stock market because the stock market goes up uh, in the long run, yep. correct? So an index fund is actually like a representation of this thing that goes up in the, lo- in the long run. You know, so when people say like the market grew over the past 20 years, when you buy an index fund, you are actually like taking part in the growth journey of that market through the next 20 years. But you're not buying any stock in the actual company. No, you're buying a representation of the market. market. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so it's like, okay, instead of yeah. like, okay, let's say if stocks, right? Invest in stocks, you'll be like investing in, in uh, individual students. But, yes. Yeah, but if you buy like uh, index fund, you are sort of like buying like the hypothetical average of the class. Oh. And interesting. Yeah. Bell cover, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, interesting. and if, and, and, and I mean like, uh, if like this student doesn't like improve uh, in the long run, then like there's no use investing because like, I think I, I, I was being overly complicated. <laughs> no, I feel like no, that, that's yeah, an interesting yeah, point. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you are investing in the teacher if you invest in index. Okay. But if you go and pick stock one by one, right, that means you are investing in individual students. Yes. So sometimes, oh, the Abeng, it up. This yeah, Abeng yeah. guy probably cannot score above. He'll confirm fail and he always yeah. fight. Then, oh, suddenly he A1. I, I had a lot of guys like that in my school. They always fight. Then, what oh, A1. Mm. So you then just in invest. that case, I would have got a lot of money. But if I invest in the whole class, right, it means that I'm confident in this teacher. Yeah. Meaning the teacher is the Singapore stock market or Singapore economy as a whole. Right. I invest in this teacher because I think the teaching style is good. She nurtures the best in all her students yep. or whatever. Yep. Yep. Then, even if some of the students fail, because she's a great teacher as a whole, 
I will still so it's a wider so it's a wider yeah. pool yeah. Okay. oh that's actually a really good analogy yeah. Yeah. We, should, we should use <laughs> that very impressed, oh, very impressed, yeah. very I sense a comment coming <laughs> yeah. I, I also want to talk about investing uh, in terms of like more abstract terms because you don't just yeah. have to invest money you can also invest time yeah. the work ceremony was started right with zero capital because mm. the time the, what we are investing is my time and his time after we are done with our full time job yes so I work until 6pm I go home then I work every day two hours at least on this thing this is my time that I'm not watching Netflix, I'm not <laughs> watching YouTube, I'm not playing uh, playing video games. Yeah. But like what Ming said, I'm thinking about my future. I'm trying right. to build something that down the line right, gives me a benefit or makes me proud, makes me happy. Yeah. So that's also investment. Uh. And you don't need to invest money also if you don't Interesting. have. But yeah. the most valuable thing that we all have right, is our youth. and t- Oh, not all of us. Uh. A lot of us have <laughs> youth. If you have youth, right, you have... The most important thing is time because mm. money can always earn. But right. time you cannot ever get back. Preach. Preach. Yeah. <laughs> so invest that shit. Interesting. You know when who who came up with the idea first? I just want to add about like the index fund thing. Yeah, okay, yes, 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 yes. Uh, you can start uh, as low as hundred dollars uh, buying the Singapore stock index. I mean, it's called the uh, SCITF. You can start it uh, through iBanking. I think like most of the major the major banks mm. offer it. DBS, uh, UOB, OCBC. This is not a sponsor post, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, if you just go online, you can you can get started in. In 10 minutes. This was the thing that you, you said your friend wanted to go and yeah. do it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But so, the, the guy swayed him away. Yeah, yeah. the guy finessed yeah. so, so this is just like the baseline level of how you, how you invest. Oh, but before you invest, do remember to clear all your credit card debt. Do remember to have like uh, at least six months of savings and also uh, have the right mindset that you won't get rich quickly. Okay, let's move on to the next question. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, so I mean like, I always take uh, every opportunity to tell people to invest to, you know, to you know, like, actually take actionable steps. Why, why should people invest? Because otherwise inflation will eat out the money and then they'll be miserable. Like, Are we all fucked then if there's inflation? Yeah, I think it's like really invest or die. Okay, I mean, yeah. we, we, we had this comic uh, a, a, a few weeks back but the idea is if you invest, you might lose. You might lose to the stock market. But mm. if you don't invest, you will surely lose to inflation. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so against like a possible loss versus like a definite loss. Of course, like I pick the possible the chances, loss yeah. like every single time. But I think inflation is something that people don't usually think about, right? Yeah. No, I also yeah, don't think about it's, it. Because it's so slight. Like it's, it's mm. like this little devil that, devil that just yeah, like crawls and crawls yeah. every year. But then when you, for 10 years down the road, you're like, oh fuck, my chicken rice from 250 to like 350. Yeah, they, 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 they probably <laughs> count the, the, the cents and the penny yeah. going up, but they don't really think of this concept called inflation, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I think uh, apart from mentioning a couple of times in secondary school and if you study economics, I don't think inflation really gets talked about. It's like if you're in a swimming pool, right? And then the water is rising very, very slowly. Or like decreasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you don't know how to swim, yeah. uh, then eventually your toe cannot touch the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. And then you drown. That's what it's like. You uh, with yeah. the analogies today. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So, would you recommend everybody to invest? Definitely. As little as possible. Not necessarily money as well, but time even. Oh, definitely. I think everybody needs to think about the future. Because like with... Uh, last time I can understand uh, like if, if we're... Like, you know, caveman days, you know. I turn the corner, <laughs> I might be more by a saber It's fucking last time. It's fucking last time. I thought fucking last time. 50,000 years ago. Yeah, I come out of the cave, then wow, saber tooth cat, mommy. Yeah. I've been saving all this time. I never... <laughs> the meat. Uh. I never enjoy <laughs> whatever, you know. But nowadays, like, we're all living longer. Yeah. As, uh, what is it, CPF, is it? Or, yeah. Uh, <laughs> CPF says. Yeah, yeah, CPF says, yeah. So, there is more likelihood that you have a future than not. Uh. So, YOLO is fine. You know, YOLO, go ahead and have fun. 
uh, I just think uh, you can choose to YOLO a bit smarter. Mm. Yeah. I, I think the average salary man should invest because like, especially for Singaporeans, there is no certainty that our jobs will be around in yeah. seven, yeah. eight years or even five years. Even less so, yeah. I would yeah. say. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, during our parents' time, there was the Asian financial crisis. My, my dad got retrenched at 40. Yikes. Yeah, oh. so I mean... Nowadays, with like uh, cheaper countries, you know, like Vietnam, can there are a lot of like hardcore uh, hardworking people in Vietnam, India, China. Yeah. Plus, there's like AI, looming. Uh, yeah, 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 AI looming. Yeah. So, like, what makes you think you can work all the way to forty? So, I mean, what I think people should do is build like they really a, a safety net for themselves in their youth, and then after that, uh, I mean, if they get retrenched, they have something to protect themselves. If they don't get retrenched, they still have this safety net that will grow and like uh, protect them afterwards. So it's like a win-win situation. Do you think it's unpopular to, or it's uncool? I think I think the word is uncool to save when you're young, because your you your friends are, are are buying the 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 newest shoe or the newest bag or something, and it's a little bit uncool to say, "Oh, I want to save five hundred dollars for what? For my future." I think what is uncool is like when you're forty and you have to go around borrowing money from people Ooh. and like struggling to support your family. So yeah. I mean, that's the real uncool yeah. to me. Mm. Yeah. A, a bit harsh. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's like in talk, uh, like yeah, yeah, processing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I, I find it very cool to hear that somebody is financially independent. Right. I always yeah. thought, you know, like, oh, this guy, you know, five more years he can retire. That's them cool. Right? I wish I could do that. So I never like nowadays. I I just got a house in uh, I just got a house in a HDB area. Like my first time living in a HDB estate because I used to rent a lot. Malaysia. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. Then then I'm seeing all these kids downstairs, right? And they are just doing very cool things like smoking and whatnot. And mm. it's fine, I don't judge. Uh, but I think like, like I used to think these guys are cool. Uh, then like the likelihood is that they will not grow up to have very stable futures because they are being cool now. Uh. Interesting. So right. I would rather, I just feel like quite, quite sad. Uh. I want to tell them like, like, have you thought about your future? You don't have to read your comic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go and follow this yeah, page. Give you know. a pamphlet. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think the truth of the matter is that your, your comic reaches people like that. People who might not necessarily want to hear about such things because it's too dry. It is. Uh, it is very yeah. dry. I, I remember like, like when we had a financial advisor came down to my school oh, and then they're telling me about like all these plans and stuff and I was just like, what? are you talking about? Yeah. And then like, like I, I approached on one of your comics, I think the very first one you guys released. Mm. And then I was like, uh, I forgot what's the topic, but I remember at the end of it going like, oh my God, I've been stupid for like, because I'm 25, right? For five years of my life, I've been completely retarded. Like it was so simple. Yeah. Just there was no one there to like really no dumb it down. But yeah, but the thing is that I want to ask, like coming also because I'm 25 now, right? Like, like, and seeing all of you, like, like I see all of my seniors in life are uh, like five years older than me. Well, like, well, we're seniors. Yeah. <laughs> but Senior like, citizen. Like, I think the thing I'm juggling now with, right, is with between, because uh, now I have, I have not much money, but a lot of time. But mm. then the time is also how I use it. So mm. there are things like where you invest your time into skill sets like copywriting, mm. marketing, mm. Uh, like stuff that can like, you know, like earn new money in the future. Yeah. Or do I invest money instead like what is what should somebody at my age like focus on investing time into skill sets or investing time into earning money to gain more money well actually you should you should do both alright but at your age where okay let, I'm gonna assume you have Wait, before before we bring pounces right, okay. right? okay. <laughs> I will not pounce I ask you what, what, what is important to you I mean like you, you seem like somebody who uh, you, you seem to have this artistic streak in you is that uh. true I don't know uh, no, for me, it's, it's more like, like, cause 
I, I like I like financial independence. Like I just like I want want to reach a point in my life where because I love working with artists, but everybody knows Singapore music scene very broke. Like I want to reach yep. a point. Fired. Yeah, <laughs> bang, please bang. please don't quote me. Don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like I want to reach the point where like I am financially stable enough because I actually do support a lot of younger artists by giving them free songs and stuff mm, like that. Mm. But that takes a toll on me right now at my age where I give them a free song and it's like oh fuck that's three grand that is out of my pocket that I, that that cost me mm. like I want to reach a point where I can do this and I just don't look at my bank account and go like oh okay that cost me three grand like like that I needed that three grand to make rent like right. that's my main focus at this point so do you want to reach that point at like 35 or you reach it when you're 60 uh, ideally 30 yeah <laughs> I leave to the, oh yeah, yeah then yeah. Oh, can I can I just just let's go if your if your cap I mean if you don't have a lot of capital uh I would advise like at this stage the most efficient way for you to like make money would be to work and uh invest in yourself so invest in skill sets I right. wouldn't advise like invite uh investing a lot in like uh in the stock market I mean don't spend like six to eight hours a a, a week like monitoring stock market or this stock go up right. Simply because you don't have the capital. Let's say, I mean, let's just say you have, uh, I'm going to assume you have maybe 30,000. Yeah. No. Okay, okay. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe. I really hope, like, none of my friends. Maybe, <laughs> maybe 5,000, maybe $5,000. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And then you are, and then, like, you know, uh, during these three years, you become, like, an excellent, excellent uh, investor and you can make, like, 10% uh, returns. Right. So 10% of, like, uh, $5,000 is just $500. Uh? Yeah. And you can earn the $500 when, if you just, like, uh, got a pay raise or you went to to drive grab for a month. Right. Yep. Yeah, so I would say just go and do the work. Right. Get paid. The money is is certain. Uh, there's there's no risk involved. Mm. Just do that until your money, like, until your capital grows up to a certain point. I would say like at least 100,000, 200,000. And then it will make sense for you to uh, actively invest, to spend right. six to eight hours, like, you know, a, a week, you know, getting 10% profit, which will, I mean, at that point would be like 20,000. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Interesting you say that because maybe I just talk about what I'm doing now as yeah. occupation. Yes, please. Yeah. I work yeah. as a Saigang designer for a med tech firm. What the fuck is oh, a Saigang designer? Yeah. So I call it Saigang designer <laughs> design right, because all I do, right, yeah. and my, my title is like marketing, but actually right. all I do, right, what I do mostly, right, is I design brochures, I design websites, I take video if they need videos taken, I yeah. take photos if they need photos yeah. taken. Right. I just handle all this graphic design, visual design stuff. Yep. I used to want to be an animator. Then mm. I saw that, oh, animation, no money. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Then I went to Mothership. I learned how to be a video video guy. I learned how to shoot. I learned how to do audio production, all this stuff. Then I learned websites. Yep. Then I'm now learning SEO. and uh, so, so, oh, yeah, yeah. Optimization. Yeah. Because that stuff is what earns the money now. Yep. So it's important for me also to do art. And I've been drawing every day for a long time now. But I never ever OT because and I refuse to do it mm. even if I OD right, I'll take some out of tomorrow's day right? that's oh. how I do it <laughs> like you come in later and whatever yeah because I need time to do my art so right. that's how I balance that because I you have something that's very important to you yeah. with the music you know and whatnot. so I completely relate man like I really yeah. get it but so I choose I don't have a lot of money or so so yeah. I, I choose to invest my time long. after work I do my art Every day I do my art. And it's painful sometimes. Yep. So I just want to go and sleep. I just want to watch Netflix. I just yeah. want to chill and, and sleep. Yeah. But I have to put in the time because I try to build something. So so my going back to what Rui Ming said, right? I I keep changing my skill sets. I keep taking on new things. I never ever there was one point in time where I told myself as a young animator, right, that if I ever lost my passion for animation, I should just kill myself because 
that should be my point. That is my identity. For I people that home, uh, do don't kill yourself. Not advocating that. It's a bad idea. <laughs> but this, this is your early, early 20s. The process is yeah. really yeah, I was so <laughs> I was like, this is my craft. Yeah. I would mm. never ever sell the this out. Right, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the C yeah, word. Yeah, exactly. The C word. Not even the other one. The other <laughs> one not as, not as scary as this one. My, my fucking craft. Yeah. yeah. Then, but also then, you have shifted from the position. Then I found out that actually I actually enjoy telling stories and I also enjoy solving corporate problems. I found the fun, right, in what other people found boring. Solving corporate problems. So if my CEO comes up to me and say, I want to sell this feature, my, 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 my patient support table, right, it's waterproof now. Sell that. So I think about it in terms of story. La. What's mm. the pain point for the doctor? How can I help this? How can I make it better so that they can enjoy the benefits of our product? I'm trying yeah. to rephrase it so that it's fun for me. <laughs> yeah. But then also I keep acquiring new skills that will make me relevant in the job market so I can continue to get paid so that I can do my shit after work and I don't ever have to worry about, you know, can I put food on the table because I'm yep. doing my yeah. craft as yes. my, my art, you know. Do you think um this particular mindset you have, did it, only come through trial and error? Or is it someone through through a book you read? Well, if you get a house, uh, <laughs> then you see the mortgage very much. Then you quickly figure it out. So you met, so you met <laughs> your yeah. old friend, old friend yeah. again. Uh, now dead. you're back. Uh. Yeah, now you're back. He's yeah, like, I got right now, I got a mortgage now. Yeah. Like, like, okay. like, yes. But it's okay. Like, I, I love my house. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you think it's a problem that most creatives struggle with? Oh, they want to be man. a craft person. They want to be known for their craft and they don't want to give up. Because it, I think it, it's safe to assume that most creative people, they are not very good business-wise. They're not very savvy. Yeah, we're not and trained to do that. Yeah. Yes, firstly, we're not trained and I think sometimes we spend a lot of our mental energy thinking of how to pursue the craft, how to yes. push it. And yes. then we don't have any... Let's say if you're a freelancer because there's a lot of freelancers doing creative work, freelancing writing, audio, visuals and they don't have... Uh, a, perhaps a, a, a business friend mm. they don't have a business friend to tell me hey you need to invest yeah. hey you need to, to, to think about the future because you can't draw for 40 years yeah yeah. do you relate to, to wow. notions I, of that I relate so much because <laughs> I, it's, it's funny you mentioned friends as well because one of the things I was that helped me back a lot right was that I was keep thinking of my peers in school right you're like, wow, love, this guy's selling out. Uh, he's doing corporate client. Yeah. Now he's not even doing animation anymore. Mm. But you know, right, actually, when I crossed that threshold, right, and I started doing commercial work, like when the work ceremony, we started, you know, well, we might be able to do sponsored posts. We might be able to make this a business, right? Yeah. I was so afraid of all my friends are fucking sell out. Uh, yeah. I'm going to do all this nonsense. Like, what happened to the art? What happened to the craft? What happened to the passion? None of them thought that, like, actually. And they're yeah. all happy that, like, wow, one of us is finding new ways to do it. That's amazing. Yeah. And to be honest, right, anyone who would call me a sellout, anyone who would say, how dare you make money on this kind of thing, right? Like, then what? You pay me, ah? Are you <laughs> going to pay me? <laughs> Unless you're going to pay me to do art, ah, yeah. for, to benefit society, ah. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, ah. Yeah, yeah. Nobody said it anyway. Or yeah. they so don't it's all your head, lah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's all me, actually. Yeah. It's all my insecurities, ah. Interesting. Yeah. I think creators need to, like, know which battle to pick. Uh, like, mm. to, to pick their battles. I, 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 Worked in ad agency for like a couple of years. What's uh, the the role? I was a copywriter and uh, gotcha. uh, right. head of social. I mean, so, social content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I am pretty legit. I'm not pulling this uh, like, like out of my ass, but like the, the whole thing, like critics have to pick their battles. Like why spend like a whole week thinking of like headlines, right? When, when you know, like the the marketing client on the end, he's just going to like close your eyes and just pick one like any mini money more. Oh, I picked this option three, you know. Yeah. So, so, 
I feel like when it comes to, to corporate work, you you put in effort, but you know when to stop. Mm. Because af- after some point, it just doesn't matter. Save your craft for your own work for the things that matter. Right. And, uh, I, and for stuff that you actually have a say in it. Not one where the client will like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll come and like tear shit down. And gotcha, gotcha. Half the time, like, not really invested in the work, you know, they just, oh, I, I, I just want this done. Yeah, they just want something to look quirky or something yeah, to look yeah. cool. Like, yeah, like, I just want like a clever headline, like, but do you need one week to come up with a clever, clever headline? Because yeah. like, I mean, mm. if, if, if you do, then maybe you shouldn't be a copywriter. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So I guess it's about, I guess, is, is, is this something, um, asking Wei Chun, is this something that you have to just trial by fire and you realize on your own and you sink or swim that way? Or should, should this be taught in school? What do you think? With regards to what? Like artists Being able money? to distinguish between having more business sense, first of all. Yeah. Either you, know, you want to go freelance. Because I, I believe I've, I've asked a couple of individuals who have went through ADM, who have went through certain uh, institutions for design and creative work. The, the, the notion is that they don't usually talk about prices. Mm. They, usually, they don't usually talk about how to charge. Yeah. They don't usually talk about how to freelance. They may touch on it and they may get people to, to come in and talk. But I think the setting isn't right. Yeah, it's always in a, a classroom or in a, in a hall, and you have people who might not be as invested or yeah. for the information to digest. Yes, yes, yes. So, so this is one of my greatest frustrations with a lot of my seniors mm. that they just will not tell me what the rates are. I ask a lot of them how much you charge for this kind of thing, how much do I charge? Like with the exception of sound, like for example, Dan, uh, Dan is great because like I can just tell him, then he just oh I charge that. Dan one from a good citizen. That's amazing. Yeah, like. And I want to be that kind of uh, senior also. So if my juniors, whenever they ask me, right, I'll tell them my salary out, right? Mm. And I'll say, you earn how much? No, this is too little. Go and ask yeah. some more. Because like, we should just have this openness to talk about money. Because what's the, what's the problem? Like, there's always yeah. this taboo about discussing salary. Yeah. I'm also scared. Eh? I'm not going to say my salary on mic here. But <laughs> if, you to, if you ask me personally, I'll tell you. Right? <laughs> I'll tell you how much I earn. Yeah. And a right. lot of my friends are, Whoa. yeah, if you dare to ask, you get it also. Yeah, yeah. So it's like this thing about money, a lot of it is also mindset. Like if we are just able to, I love the, the idea of just having more conversations about money and to be open with it. It's not taboo. That's why I like to call it a relationship with money because it's not really about money grabbing. Or it's, it's a relationship because you need to keep going back to it, revisiting it to see what my goals in life are now, how much money I need to be happy then. Okay, I'm earning this amount. I'm not going to get my happiness. So either I scale back, I don't buy a car or I don't get as nice a house. But I need to revisit my my expectations all the time. Mm. But this thing about money also with artists, like, oh, it's such a taboo thing, you know? A lot of people yeah. don't even want to hear it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. then I say, ah, good luck to you. Lah. But I recommend you, just ask me, actually, just, just PM me. If you're, an artist, <laughs> yeah. like, if you're an artist and you need some perspectives on money, yeah. I cannot give you the right answer, but I'll just be honest with my experiences so far and then we exchange. Mm. I'm more than happy to talk about it. I would yeah. like to create such a platform next time if possible, you know? just for artists to talk about because we are so liable to be manipulated and exploited by people who actually know money because we are, we are passionate the, about our work. Yeah. Yeah. We are the, the bottom man? of the food chain after all. Yeah. yeah. And we put ourselves there. Time to rise up through financial independence. You, pick, <laughs> you can pick the clients you want to work with. Yeah, that is the amazing yeah. thing about internet nowadays. Yeah. And like, I mean, what you guys are doing, you just set up mics on your own. You have yeah. a production suite going. You can do yeah. this yourself after work. 
we set up work ceremony also after work. I just draw some stuff. We put it on Facebook. It's free to publish. It's not like last time where advertising and publishing was so difficult for your layperson it's to It's controlled. Get it. yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I have to go and pay the TV people because yep. only they can broadcast yep. because to broadcast, I need to have satellites and whatever shit, yep. you know. Yep. Yep. Nowadays, we just pack something can go already. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the best time for you to start something right now, especially if you're a creator because you can make stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the obstacles to people when they want to publish something is like, oh, I don't know how to make the stuff. You know how to make the stuff. You're already so much ahead. Just yeah. go and find something interesting, right, that can help people and go and do it. Why That's do you think people are not doing it? Do you think it's fear? Yeah, for me, it's fear. I, I, I didn't do anything for a long time because I was paralyzed. I'm scared like, oh, if I create my own page, oh, this guy trying to become influencer. Huh? <laughs> but it's all myself saying that. Uh. Interesting. It's all myself saying And when I started doing it, right, nobody said anything. Everyone like, wow, this isn't cool. It's great. Unless they're lying to me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very self-conscious. Uh. <laughs> Who came up with the idea first? Were you true or Remy? Remy. So when he approached you, were you a bit hesitant? Or were you no, like, oh, I fuck, let's like, do it. Uh. I was always very into working with Remy because like, we, we worked together for some stuff on Mothership before. Gotcha. And I always enjoyed working with him even though it's a bit chaotic sometimes. <laughs> because he's not organised, I'm not organised. Then we just like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> but, but then it's always been a very it's fun possible process. for monday.com if uh, you, monday.com <laughs> monday.com if you match a team you need monday.com <laughs> no it's a it's a, it's, oh, it's, oh a, it's a YouTube ad it's a YouTube it's, ad no, it's, but it's an app right yeah, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, match yeah. your schedule yes, yes. what is yeah. that it's basically like an iCal but like on crack alright guys product placement let's not so with with the with how technology has progressed so far with YouTube and everything you would you would think it's the time now because content is more diplomatic anyone who wants to do something can do it now. Yeah. In fact, uh, being rabat sometimes helps you. Like with the production quality, right? sometimes having it look like shit, right? Actually helps your it's content. It's a charm to it. Uh. I mean, you guys know Ty Lopez? No, who's that? He's the guy who was memefied because he did some stupid video about hi, I'm here in my garage with my Lamborghini. And then, but you know what's actually important? Then he penned, right? Then it's a bookshelf at the back. It's actually books. But the guy, as much as he has basically like, you know, spawn the whole generation of Imran and you know Dominic on YouTube yeah. as right yeah. he's brilliant because he understood that that would be what catches your attention on YouTube at that time yeah yeah. so by actually just being in an extension of like social media and being quick to publish right it actually you don't even need to make it too polished nowadays to make stuff that will go viral mm. and that is there is so much capital in there like if you know how to get people's attention it's so valuable to a lot of people that you can do so many things with it yeah. I think the thing about content and uh, like more traditional forms such as advertising. Like advertising, we concentrate on like how a brand like say something. But content is like what a brand says. And like these days, it's more important like what you say rather than how you say. I mean, I mean like traditionally, people always count the smart line. It's, it's not what you say, it's how you say. But, but I do think like in, in this uh, era of social media, like the reverse is true. Like what you say has to, has to have value. Like you can't just, you can't get away with like putting like nice images uh, video cut down. You yeah, know? That's why I love yeah. radio. Like, if you all listen to radio nowadays, right? I think like radio, like your traditional radio, right? When you go grab or whatever, sit on cars, right? It's like one of the few remaining relevant things nowadays, right? That still just advertises in a fucking blatant way. Does it come down to the new course? <laughs> yeah, way, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you do that online, or I skip it already. <laughs> yeah. So it's very interesting the online space because we have so many things available to us, right? You can only really strike out or catch someone's attention right if you if you give them value first mm. so that's what we try to do like. we, we we operate the work segment for a few months for free like using our own time to hopefully 
earn people's trust to to say we are giving you something of value. So, you know, then we gain that that attention that way because if we just run as straight away, right, yeah. nobody's gonna listen. So when are you guys doing the seminar courses? <laughs> the leadership courses. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> very very profitable. Yeah. I would love to do it. We ever guys ever have those like you know YouTube videos then like uh I made like five million dollars today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stay woke people. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like, you can do it as a parody. Yeah, yeah I wanted to do a parody one. Because like, a lot of them like they just happen to they'll film it in front of like a very luxurious car. Yeah. Mm. Then they never even talk about the car. Never, like the car could be just sitting on the road, then I just go and take a camera and record. So like we wanted to do a parody or so, but we didn't we didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> no time, no time. No time. Maybe yeah. in the near future. Yeah. Interesting. Um I would like to shift the conversation over to some of the comics that you did. I just I'm very curious to know the inception and how did you guys arrive at it? I think we talked about this uh, a little bit just now. It's about the CPF one. And it's a it's a sponsored post. And it's mm. the first that you guys have done it, right? Mm. Could you talk about how were, were there any hesitation among the both of you guys to even take it on? How was the process like working? Because I would imagine the topic of CPF among Singaporeans who have to give a portion of their salary to it, it's very um, uh, a bit chaotic. It's very highly contested. You keep hearing the news. People want to withdraw, cannot withdraw. They yeah, a lot withdraw. of people do yeah. like yeah. yeah. So I, tell me, yeah. I feel like we only take on clients whose, whose causes we believe. Okay. And and even though uh, CPF is a controversial topic, yeah, and you know a lot of people are unhappy with it, but we do believe that to a certain extent it does its job. I mean, as as highlighted in the article, sixty six percent of Singaporeans are not even saving for retirement. <sighs> yeah, and like if these people don't save for retirement and they need like uh, support in the future, where's it going to come from? Is good. They're, they're the gonna, working class, yeah. No, yeah, they, they're going to tax the people, and. Uh, are Singaporeans ready to, to pay high taxes? Like, I mean, judging for online comments, like, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I, I really think, uh, don't think so. And I think the other thing that uh, we must take into account is that uh, lots of rich people park their money into Singapore because of low taxes. Yep. So Singapore is a country we simply cannot afford to have high taxes. It's a function of being a city state. So, I mean, uh, all these things combined with many other factors make uh, CPF quiet. Uh, I feel a quite an, a necessary evil in, mm. in in Singapore, so I guess uh, we were pretty. Uh, I mean, I, I I myself felt pretty like nervous when I was how reaching the post. I mean, like oh, it's the first sponsor post. I wonder what people will say. It but, had to be CBF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> CBF. Yeah. yeah, but in my mind, I was like, you know what? Uh, we but stay, if we can do CBF, uh, yeah, we can do anything. Yeah. We can do a lot. Of yeah, and like as long as we stay true our values, we are honest. Mm. We mm. put out like a rational argument. I believe that. Uh, rational people will be able to to to, to recognize and, and respect that, and if they can't, then yeah lah, then m- maybe they shouldn't be following us because you know <laughs> you must always be rational. I mean, there are a lot of like uh, anti CPF pe- people, anti what? Like, anti CPF. Uh, yeah, like anti government haters. Yeah, and I and I feel like while it's right, it's okay to criticize government, but it's also important to uh, look at the places where they have succeeded. I mean, for example, if you if you look at a friend and all he shares are like uh, anti anti government sh- like stuff yeah. on the wall, yeah. then you will know like oh this person's opinion. I think you take it. Uh, it's uh, a bit biased. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a bit biased. biased. Yeah, but if you, if someone shares like maybe something from uh, the Straits Times and online citizen mothership, there's like a whole like diverse viewpoints. Like someone's able to give credit where it's due, and give like constructive criticism uh, when it's needed. I think that 
is our ideal follower. Mm. Like people who are just like so so intense or like so uh, irrational and so angry about like uh you know one one topic or like one one party. Yeah. I, I think I I don't really think like that's helpful for anyone and mm. definitely not us. And people like that do exist. Yeah, for whatever the, reasons, online yeah. and offline. Yeah. Introves. So I mean, <laughs> not just so so, so. so I'm saying like not just the uh, anti-government people are, are bad, but also the people who are ridiculously pro-government. Mm. Like, like they find like uh, I mean, there are areas where our government hasn't really done the best job, and when these people you know go and uh, defend them furiously, yep. yeah, like irrationally, and and I think that that's where there's a problem. So our ideal reader uh, would be someone who, you know, is rational uh, and is not extremist. He's woke. Yeah. <laughs> you, you e- <laughs> extremists are, are terrible for the world. Yeah. You mentioned uh, about having values when you guys are doing your comics. Could you just talk about what, 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 what are these values? I think for, for, for us, it's important that whatever we put on there, actually for me, right, even if I, I turn out to be wrong about something, right? Yeah. I will always be honest at the time of production or the time of expressing the opinion about what I feel and I'll try to be as balanced as I can and as do as much research as I can. So, oh yeah, it's very hard to say this also but the, the, the CPF thing also, I was very scared but also, in a way, it doesn't matter because like, I'm being honest and that's all I yep. care about. And actually for the post, we, we pushed CPF pretty, pretty hard. Like I, I mean, I felt like the the post we put out wasn't wasn't one sided at all. Yeah, we we did point out flaws in the system. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They are and, very fair about it. Yeah, and and, and, and I was like fair. really impressed with CPF for like such a, a organization that comes under so much scrutiny to actually like allow us that daily way. Yeah. I mean, usually when you write about like let's say uh, a a private corporation like yeah, they will be like oh, yeah, this one don't put uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I, I, you. yeah, I was really impressed by you know how how they actually uh, realized that. The, the need for a balanced argument rather than like uh, full on falling off. Yeah, I mean, they know what people are saying. CPF is the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, important for a client to be on touch with, yes, yes. Touch with the ground. Yeah. I'm, I'm very, very curious as we're all creatives in this room, what was the brief that they gave to you? Was there even a brief? Oh, I can't remember the brief. If you're okay with sharing, yeah. if it's not NDA or anything. I don't know. I never... I, I just draw the thing. I'm backing up already. <laughs> Do you remember? I think the brief was to uh, talk about signals, like how CPF has to evolve with the times. Interesting. So, uh, I think stuff like how CPF is constantly improving, mm. uh, like a lot of quick fixes, not qu- sorry, a lot of fixes, not quick fixes, a lot of fixes <laughs> that, uh, that is applied to the system like uh, over the years to keep up with uh, the times. Like, I, think, yeah. I think that was the brief to, to, to show, to show uh, the aspect of CPF. Interesting. Yeah. Did, did you guys read? read I did, I did. Yeah, yeah. I oh. thought it, because it was it was particularly interesting because I was personally wondering, you guys had the Patreon recently started yeah. and I, I know that you guys are doing this uh, part-time after work and everything else and I'm just wondering how long would it continue because sustainability is always the question for, for passion projects like this. Pass sustainability because if, if no one, if there's no big brand pumping money, the, the, the money or the resource has to come out from the individual. So Patreon is a good way. I think Patreon started recently. A lot of creators have been migrating to Patreon. So I'm just wondering, when would would, would you guys ever do a sponsored post? And the CPF one came out. Yeah, make no mistake. Uh, and this is just for me. I don't reflect, Remy. I, I, I do want this to be profit. 
acceptable. Yeah. Like, this has always been in the question for me and I, I would never hide it if anyone would ask me. Because I think that also helps us uh, legitimize legitimately be able to deliver value because we know that people are willing to pay us that means that we are actually delivering something valuable and also it will help me learn how to become a business person uh, entrepreneurship and that can also then go back into experiences and lessons for our readers as well interesting it was never a question about profitability for me I always wanted this to be profitable so it was never about staying I don't know him but for me lah so it was never about staying independent, not taking money from anybody, staying a bit small and artsy like that. It was never like that. There's still a bit of that because like we still hold on to our full-time jobs for now. Mm. Uh, and that actually gives us a lot of a lot more power to be very selective with our clients. And we only select clients and work with clients that we agree with and we are in tune with. Were there clients that approached and you guys yeah. No. Oh yeah. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of uh, insurance companies, but I think like it will damage our brand. Yeah. Uh, it will hurt our readers. You know, if our readers like take the advice that we we give because we paid money, we wouldn't feel good about it. No one will feel good about it. So we just yeah. Mm-hmm. So imagine if we have overheads, we have rent to pay, we have staff to pay, uh, then these clients are not so rejectable <laughs> anymore. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And you guys are hoping to perhaps one day transit to doing this full term is, is that in the pipeline or? I hope so it's very tiring <laughs> to, to work on it after work <laughs> <laughs> oh, exhausting sometimes. so you uh-huh. welcome those uh, future problems la. let's say if you have to choose between making making rent for the month and no I don't want it to be that dire though like, I want it to be <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saving now I'm saving very aggressively now mm. I'm trying to save out six months of cushion you know, so I can do that. So I guess what what the patron uh, page does is to help us be like less reliable uh, less reliant on uh, sponsored content. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, if we get like, maybe like, uh, X amount every month, we, we will be able to put in some of our time where we could be actually been like hustling, doing freelance work. Mm. Yeah. To, to actually uh, spend like, 8 to 10 hours like writing something or even longer for, for Wei Chun over here, who's also known as Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think the notion of, I think, I think, the notion of freelancing after work is one very, very common amongst the creative industry and it's not something that you usually hear about in other professions. Do you think that's very interesting? That you still, on top of your, on top of your normal work, you have to freelance for money. Yeah. Yeah, it's always about money. It's rarely you hear about, oh, because this job is very interesting, I want to do it. Yeah. It's always about money, uh, having not enough. Does it go back to your, to your initial point about having, being, being aware enough to be content with what you have? Maybe it's a bit of that, uh, but I, I just I just really want money now because I want to have enough so that I can pursue something that is a bit irrational for now. It's like what Rimi is saying, actually. To have that cushion that I work for when I take on freelance is to basically be able to have the ability to do something stupid for a while and see if it works out. Uh. Mm. That's important to me. That's why I do freelance. Uh. Because I have enough, uh, actually, to be honest. Like, there are people who raise families on, I think, less income than me and my my fiancé combined together. Yeah. So it's enough really actually. I don't know why I'm so gamsyap still. <laughs> <laughs> Something I'm working on. You know. Interesting. I think creatives do uh, do a lot of freelance work because they are underpaid in, in Singapore. <laughs> I mean, if you come from an agency, people don't even get like, you know, AWS. What's AWS? Uh, 30 man. They don't even get bonus. Oh. Creatives get bonus? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. What? What? So, what is bonus? Exactly. What is bonus? <laughs> So, so when you come for like the financial industry, the bonus can be like what, like three, three, oh, yo, yeah, three, okay. three to six months yeah, bonus, yeah, yeah. or like during our, our parents' time, like uh one one year one years bonus. Yo, that is unheard of. <laughs> I mean, for I mean, maybe 
it's not only our industry, but also like our generation no longer receives like bonuses of that scale. So I mean, all the more creatives should should be freelancing at the moment. And like, for, forget what your boss tell you, like just moonlight. Your boss won't be feeding you when you're 50 years old. You'll probably be like, you know, in a grave somewhere. I've always wondered if it's the nature of the job or the industry or just sign of the times that creatives don't get paid that much. Yeah, is, like, is, is TYC, uh, like, do you guys have a space? We do, we do. So we've had a space since about 16, maybe about three years, four years. So it's four of you guys or five of you guys? Four, but we recently had a full-time employee and just like a freelancer with us. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> we haven't made it. I think... It's a business already, right? You have it's no all, it's, it's been a business since 2017, really. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. But I think we... Our, our struggle with it is to figure out how to be directors, figure out how to be businessmen, first mm. of all, because we, we, we came as illustrators mm. from Poly mm. and same thing, no, nobody taught us how to do business. We... Some of us had the luxury of working in a... Uh, agency agency events company first but oh. most of us didn't and we just did it straight away so oh. it's just a bit of stumbling around figuring out getting fucked over sometimes yeah, yeah and learning for you from guys it. to do that like your first attempt right probably yes as, a, as, as yeah. for business as a business yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we all must be pretty savvy <laughs> I think we know how to google things we know how to google things and thankfully we, we had a lot of help mm. friends recommending and I think there's a certain narrative that we are able to capitalize on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think looking back on hindsight, and I believe this to be true for the next couple of years mm. forward, there is a certain narrative that, oh, there's four individuals doing yep. this. And I, I think people really catch on to it's that. It's like a collective, huh? Yeah. You know, like the A-team, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, each but, have your but, own but, adventures. But what I tell people is that we are in the middle of uh, being a collective, which is just a group of artists, mm. not really a business, and an yep. uh, agency. Yep, yep, so yep. it's that sweet spot that it's not really that common in Singapore. But do you all do, you all do side hustles and stuff? Right? Oh, like, definitely. Oh, yeah. We still do. Like. We, we do things that interest us. So one of our... So we have four individuals, right? Yeah. We are very different. Yeah. So this is this podcast is something that I have always been interested in and yep. I want to try a different medium, which is yep. audio. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, one of our the directors, Dion, he does mm. a thrift shop. He's been running for two years just doing vintage items. Thrift shop? Yeah, like a vintage clothing So he shop. just finds stuff and then he flips it. Like. Exactly. He started finding on Carousel, then he started going to Malaysia, Hong Kong, sourced them, has a retail shop at one of those industrial buildings. Yeah. And every he 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 opens it every once every month. He used to open it only only on one weekend every month. Queues, man. It's ridiculous. Really? Really. Wow. And it's an industrial building. It's not in a brick and mortar like outside. You that have to go. He curates well. He probably he, finds he has very, very, very good, good stuff. Curation. So because it interests him. Culture, 90s culture, 80s culture, it interests him. Oh. Yeah. So I can say that this doing TYC yeah. has given us the stability to yep. explore different yep, things. Yep, yeah. yep. And that's great. Uh. I that's mean, wonderful. I, I'm still very much uh, enamored and very in love with passionate artists who are <laughs> willing to starve. Uh. I mean, you guys are not starving, but I have a lot of friends in the industry who are doing independent work. Like, they will have commercial work, but they do commercial work to be able to fund their independent work. Exactly. Yeah. And it's rough, you know, when I talk to them, right, they always oh, you know, no money. You know. But I always, I still have that deep deep respect for them even though I'm not doing it yeah yeah. do you think it's about being smart with your money as well I don't know I, it's too early because I regret also because I, I I did have the opportunity to do like to start a studio with a few friends yeah. and, and I, I turned it down because I got very deep uh, student loan to pay off like, yeah, yeah. and I, I was just too tired but 
now looking at them, they are so successful in terms of artistically. Mm. Business-wise, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm, uh, they do great. Uh, but I also don't <laughs> know. Uh, I don't want to judge whatever. Uh, but I do have friends who tell me like they're not uh, doing so well in terms of the money. But their artistic portfolio is tremendous. Yeah. And I'm so like in awe. Like, oh, this is incredible. Yeah. But they will say, oh, no, I'm struggling. Today. We have to... We have to turn off this light or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or cannot <laughs> run with electricity for months or this, right? And I don't know if I chose the right thing. But I think this is a nice in-between. Uh. Yeah. yeah. But I think the saying is always that being an artist, you you have to be a starving artist. And I think that's increasingly... Depending on how, how you play your cards, really. I yeah. don't think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like some people that I like, James Jean. Oh, dude. Everybody likes him. Yeah. <laughs> He's incredible, right? Yeah. But look, I, he, he is technically... I mean, incredible, but the the kind of stuff, the kind of clients he's working with, right? That doesn't just come because he's fucking talented. That is a lot of business savvy, a lot of networking, a lot of other stuff uh, that we are not taught in school. Mm. And that is the other stuff that will get you to succeed. Like, I was very... If you look at our comics, right? It's not the best drawn stuff and it's mm. not my best work in terms of finishing it. Yep. But actually, that doesn't matter, actually. What important, I think, a lot of time, especially in web comics, right, is the storytelling. Mm. So it's a lot of stuff surrounding this craft uh, that will actually help you become successful that we are not taught at all. Like, when I was in school, craft, craft, craft. My drawing need to be better. My anatomy need to get be better. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, just technical skill. But actually, when I come out, like, nobody cares, actually. <laughs> Very few people care. Like, it's all the other stuff about, you know, your, your networking, uh, your contacts. Uh, Even finishing on time. Finishing on time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that saying? Like, done is better than perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Done is better than perfect. Yeah. It's interesting you brought up James Jean because you mentioned his networking and everything. But from all the online resource I can gather about uh-huh. him and listening to me, he's very, very soft-spoken. Mm-hmm. He's not the kind that you would imagine would go into a party and walk yep. the crowd. But I think he has a certain reputation also yeah. that helps a lot. I think he's a very good business like, manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so whatever it is, uh, maybe the, the ideal tip here is to partner yourself with somebody who is very good at helping you secure all this stuff. Yeah. Maybe that's the thing. Yeah, and I think he's a very good mix. Particularly James Jean, he's a very good mix of talent, hard work, and just sheer grit. Like, because uh, mm. they are, they are, he, he, he has given a lot of talks over the years mm. and... He talks about his, his his life even back in school, back in SVA. And even back then, he was spending eight, ten hours working, going yeah, even yeah. juggling classes. And even that kind of determination with that kind of talent, mm. I think it's a it's a sure hit. Yeah, 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 yeah. True, true, true. Yeah. Since we're on the topic of uh, networking, I'd like to say that I, I do some freelance copywriting. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm, yeah, so I'm, segue, where can people find you? Yeah, uh, you can uh, email me at herriming at gmail.com. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, H-E-R-U-I-M-I-N-G at gmail.com. I'm an excellent copywriter. I write really fast and I deliver all copy and time. <laughs> and uh, I think that uh, in two to, two, to, two to three rounds. Yes, yes. And thank you for the ad. Back to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I would like hey, to, hey, please don't cut this out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to talk about uh, another one of the comics that you guys did uh, which I think when I read it it had the it, it felt like a sucker punch so it's rich people problems oh yes I want to know uh, the inception of that who came up with the story how was it like working out the the, the, guy, the, the, the whole process because it I thought it was really well done it, it it just came as a sucker punch during the last panel really yeah uh. I had no expectation that it was about spoiler alert death and running out of time and I thought it was really well for, for a topic like that it was very very well um, 
put together. So please talk about it. Well, thank, thanks so much for your kind words because actually I, I, I started writing it for a long time and I wrote I worked on it for so long that Ray Ming was very worried also like yeah. dude what's going on like, <laughs> okay, help or not? and then he he helped me hammer out a lot of the details just when you work on something for very long right you I don't yeah. see yes. whether it's good yeah, anymore you become blind to it yeah, really. that's why yeah. a partner is very important sometimes some external eye so I started working on it like as a completely different concept about how you cannot by time and I was going to do this thing with hourglass like yeah. run out of time then can I turn it around yep. then it would yeah. be like this I actually drew the bartender as an actual grim reaper with a skull and a hood and then he carries this you know hourglass then the idea was that he is not allowed to flip it but he go and flip it then some crazy shit happens huh? <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be the concept changed so many times and it was so many little things that happened like it was originally going to be like a series of five big screens and these are things that you did in your life that like you the Matrix do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like Matrix. You know, white background then the screen yeah. will come in then yeah. then the Green Reaper will make you go like, okay, I need you to review these scenes in your life so that we can know that it's you then I pass the form then you pass on to the afterlife. Uh. Complicated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very complicated. It was inspired a lot by the, the Christmas Carol. So oh, how you're revisiting your past then yep. you see that oh, in the past I never treat my family right yep. or that. then he regret he tried to go back. Cannot. Then, then, then I, I was just so stressed. It's just, I was like, it's just crap, man. This just wasn't working in the story. Then I randomly YouTube surfed and I was, I, I saw this scene of The Shining, you know, the, 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 the scene at the, there's a scene in The Shining where um, the, the protagonist, right, is at a bar and he's talking to a bartender. Yeah. And right. what ends up happening is that the bartender convinces him that it would not be a bad idea to kill his family, basically. So it was right. very eerie because it's like, did the bar was is the bartender really there? Or most likely, right, it's just hay fever, it's his mm. own hallucination. Yeah. And I love that 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 dynamic, like imagining his own thing. So then eventually that evolved into the bartender becoming Grim Reaper. So it went through many, many, many iterations. And actually, rich people problems, right? It's clickbait. <laughs> it's not about rich people problems. It is about the idea that you cannot buy time back. The rich mm. people problem title is actually clickbait. We was like, wow, rich people problem. Like, so I it's purely yeah, yeah. is it intentional? <laughs> yeah, because we can't, we can't put a spoiler in the in, yes, in the yeah. Comment, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so we wanted so we, it to be like what? Uh, you can't buy time, but then if I put that, <laughs> yeah, like, no sucker anyway, punch. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But I love this stuff. I love the the story crafting aspect. I love going back and forth with Rimming. So then he will put in more practical stuff, and then I will say, yeah, but it's not as evocative. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's not as edgy. <laughs> yeah, the push and pull is very, it's very nice. Uh, it's very fun. Yeah. But I mean, uh, by the time, like, actually, Tyler's not giving himself enough credit. So, yeah. by the, but, so, so by the time the story came to me, it was just about, like, uh, I mean, he already, like, nailed down, you know, like, the the marshmallow, you know, being the bartender. What is the marshmallow, anyway? Well, the, bar- the marshmallow, actually, is is me. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm, I went through a, a postgraduate system, meaning I write uh, in ways that are very low-so, very pedantic, very disclaimery. Everything needs to have asterisk there and must declare food not. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a copywriter's nightmare yeah. because like he wants to be punchy, he wants to take yep. a stand and he wants to say what he wants to say. Then I'm like, yeah, but not really in this situation. You also have to look out for this. So the marshmallow was an idea that I had, right? Because of this idea of the marshmallow test, which is another comic that yep. I did. So I thought it would be a nice little character to have that always like, oh, by the way, I got this other thing. So he write in very small text. He's very Singaporean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very, Singaporean. Yeah, very Singaporean. So I won't offend the copywriter, but I still get my pedantic point across. So that was how the marshmallow came. Then eventually it became a character. Yep. Like people yeah. watch out for it. People know it. Yeah. Then we can also use it as a recurring character. So that's how it all I think it's about. a pin now or something, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it started out as like a footnote sort of thing. But I think since then we've learned how to like 
adapt it to to tell the story better. So sometimes nowadays like he doesn't always declare stuff. Sometimes he can be like in the background, like <laughs> uh, teasing you or like no, actually like goading you on yeah. like, making a yeah story wise. It's such a useful character because like. Sometimes one person talking just sounds like very preachy. Uh. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Somebody yeah. else to bounce off uh, yeah. as a character. Oh, uh, very useful. Mm. Also yeah. breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. When, yeah. Yeah. when it's quiet. Yeah, so we were talking about the the bartender. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, by the time uh, Wei Shun come to me, he had already like settled on the whole uh, review that, you know, it was actually, like the bartender was actually uh, the, the Grim Reaper himself. Yeah. I mean, the Grim Reaper as in the Marshmallow. So I think really like all I did was to help like with the dialogue, you know, like with people's expressions, like some scenes like, hey, why, why is the guy smiling so much? You know, he, <laughs> he, should, actually, he should actually be be sad. Yeah. And then, then we just we, we just go back and forth. It's a painful process, but I think it it, it, it really, really helps a lot. Yeah. I mean, Remy is great with that stuff. Like. He's very good at checking my blind spots. Like, and that's what I think is very helpful. It's a good partnership. I used to yeah. work by myself a lot. Like. But uh, like a true artist, yeah, 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 yeah. But I, there's so many things that I cannot catch, uh, and it's, it's it's good working with somebody else sometimes. So, sometimes I write something like uh really direct and like uh, I would think it's really like a pure utility sort of thing. But yeah. then like Wei Chun will come and take his like own creative spin, and I and I really appreciate that. Actually, like one one of the most famous uh not so famous like one one of, like our most favorite comics yeah is the one uh it says like why you shouldn't yellow in in your 20s. Oh, it's about the Hustler. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. yeah, the the one about like time traveling. So actually, Wei was the one that brought in like the whole time traveling. Uh, oh. Yeah, and, and, and I felt like, wow, actually. Yeah, that's what I like doing. Like, because Wei Ming makes great points, great declarative points that would be great at a TED Talk. But, <laughs> but in the, like great sound bites, you know, like you just, <laughs> sound yeah, bites. Sound bites. you take it, you put the black border, <laughs> yeah. wow, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> but I like to put a narrative twist on things so that there's something more and a, like analogy or some metaphor behind it. So like the first post was just purely about somebody telling you, hey, don't YOLO when you're 20. But I thought it'd be cool if that person telling you is you from the future. Yeah. Then we just uh, insert that, that thing. La, you know. So so that looking back at your portfolio of works, that is it amongst your, your favorites? That, your that's thoughts? my favorite. I'm it's not, not sure my favorite. <laughs> what what, what, what my your favorite, favorite is piece? the bartender. It was the <laughs> huge, huge research. It's a very, not our regular programming. Yeah. But, but and, and actually about my insecurity, right? Like, before posting it, and I feel this before I post every single thing, I always like, oh, Allah, this is so basic. Then the, the storytelling is so crap. Like, the artwork is so lousy. This panel, like, not shaded. Then it's not shaded. You know, the line quality is not Inconsistent. the same. <laughs> so I, I always worry and I always tremble before I click send or yeah. submit. Then when I click it, I'll just not look at it for two hours. I just can't tahan. Nah. The command And that one, I was you. so worried. I wanted to... At one point, I was like, I, I, I'm just going to call him and tell him I don't want to do it already. That's just <laughs> wow. not cool. Yeah. I was really fucking close to it and I just, I'm very insecure in my art. So, it's very hard for me to sell my own thing sometimes. So, because I'll just say, yeah, it's not nice. But if I, I just shut up, right, it will be so one. So, like, that one, I was so worried. I was so scared. I couldn't sleep the night before. Like, it's really, really affected me. Yeah. Then it went well. So, it... It was a very good reminder to me, uh, like, like, dude, next time just hit send, don't worry. Uh. Done not yeah. perfect. Uh. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah done not done perfect. perfect uh. yeah. Even if people hate it, you took a shot, uh, it's fine. Yeah. Just move on. Do you, all, do you all get hate from people though? Uh, not, not that comic in particular, but in general. I think definitely because sometimes our opinions are quite, quite strong and some of them are like, uh, some of the people receiving these messages, they are really like, sent in a certain way, they are, traditionalists yeah so for example like the 
like why you shouldn't retire on the kids as your why why shouldn't depend on kids for retirement? I think I think that that got quite a lot of hate from people yeah. who were like, oh, are you saying like we should uh you know abandon our parents blah blah blah? But actually, mm. the whole point of the comic is that so that you don't repeat the same mistakes. Like sure, your your parents raised you to be uh an endowment plan, but you don't need to raise your kids. As an endowment it's the plan. feedback loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like the yeah. type A, type B surgeon we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I, I also like, I like the experience a lot because it taught me so much about ignoring uh, haters. Uh. Not even haters. Uh. I mean, I don't mind if people just say something. I'm, I'm all for freedom of expression. Uh. But I will get very bothered sometimes that, and then I'll click on their profile and I'll you, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> what, you going to say this kind of thing? <laughs> no, I, I love it when you guys were like doing this Q&A that they'll do ask me anything and then there was this guy about his cat or was it? Like, I can't remember. Then you guys were just going on and on about his cat and like his financial problems and savings. What, was that you? Yeah, I, I don't know who me. was it. It was one of you guys. Was, was it IG? Yeah, it was on IG. Yeah, was IG like, is him. Like, yeah. IG, yeah. IG is probably me. Yeah, you so, just so what like, is it about? Yeah, basically, right, there was like this guy who was like, oh, I need to spend money on something stupid like a goldfish. A fish, is it? And then you were like, oh, good luck with that. Like, just one one word just oh, put yeah. out that. Then the guy actually replied. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Then, then the guy just kept replying and he just kept going like this guy really loves his goldfish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like how do you deal with that? Like I would think like that's like such a you know like like all these things really annoy you because you're you're asking for like legit feedback, right? And this guy's come in like, oh I, I sell fish, my fish hundred K. So no. now what? Then I <laughs> so, so I think like what Wichun said earlier, uh just just now, uh don't take don't take criticism from what's that saying? Oh, don't take criticism who you will not go to for advice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, don't take criticism from people uh from people you will not go to advice to. So I mean like don't don't be so affected by by crap people. I mean <laughs> crap <laughs> people. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. so you must filter a bit, yeah, You must know yeah. how to discern and yeah, filter. Yeah. yeah, that's true. It's important to see like uh constructive feedback when it when it comes in and, and we, we do take like a lot of notice, you know, mm. when, when the feedback is actually good. But when it's just like one word, you know, like bad. You say bad, oh, oh okay, okay, bad. Then what, what's next, you know? At least, at least like substantiate something, you know? At you least give really get to me this kind of thing, like, yeah. it'll be 99% amazing stuff, then one bad one. Oh, yeah. Ruin my day. But now, I go and stalk everything. Now, now I just ignore. So it taught me a lot about that. To just focus on the one negative thing, like I mean, there's 99 percent good stuff. Then you go and let that one ruin your day. Ignore mm. all the 99 people who love your stuff. You know, it's not very healthy, lah. Yeah. Uh, very interesting. Yeah. Very very interesting. Um, I would just like to wrap up the mm. entire conversation. Just one more question. Um, as of right now, what does a good life look like to you guys? Oh no. <laughs> I can go first if you want. You can go first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, uh, for me, it'll be, like I said, like earlier, f- 500,000. I've enough, uh, there'll be enough money to, uh, invest and hopefully, like, support my aging parents, yeah. uh, in the long run. It'll be able to give me, like, some sort of income, uh, when I'm older. So, it's like a, a huge safety net. So, once that's settled, I would like to, like, cycle around the world. I, I know it sounds crazy, but, like, I, I really like cycling. That's not crazy. That just sounds yeah. amazing. Going, oh, going, cool. going to new places on a bicycle, relying on, like, pedal power. Just, just Pedal hum- power. Yeah, just like a human being, like, you, by converting, by just by converting, like, calories into, like, real revolutions, right, you can make your way, like, across the world. I, I always found that thought, like, very romantic and, like, amazing, like, like people rely on uh, planes and cars to do the work, but I feel like, when you do it on a bicycle, there's just so much, uh, the sense of achievement is so much more. Okay. So I would like to 
uh, maybe at like 36, take an entire year off, uh, cycle to cycle to like London on a bicycle mm. starting from Singapore. So that would be my ideal life. And maybe just, just come back and like, you know, be able to uh, start a job immediately, like the, the job that I like. Mm. And then like do this epic cycling trips, like, you know, uh, every now and then. Mm. Interesting. So, yeah. Pedal so, power. Yeah. I learned something yeah, new yeah. Yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Amazing. I, I remember my friend telling me about uh, how, I think my, when, when, when my friend travels, he always brings his portable bike. So he talked about going cycling in London through like this, uh, I think this parade where everyone was naked and they were cycling through this particular square and it was <laughs> it was very interesting. Yeah. And he had his picture and everything. So, yeah. I, I think the amazing thing on, on bicycle, right? Like, I mean, I've, I've taken like a lot of road trips and don't get me wrong, I love driving, but when you're on, when you're on a bike, right, you, you can just see so much more. It's like actually walking by like at a higher speed. Right. You know how like when you, you're on, when you're like actually on a car yeah. and then you see something cool uh, at the side of the road. Yeah. There's also, there's always that like, uh, hesitance to stop you know like yeah, why, why yeah. stop why like inconvenience the car behind is, is this here to stop like can I make a U-turn here yep. but on the bike you want to stop you just stop you want to go fast yeah, you go fast you don't need to worry about petrol stations you don't need to worry about like oh <laughs> can my car you know uh, will it get stuck in the mud yeah. will it break down so on a bicycle it's like a lot more self-reliant it's a lot more independent and I'm like I'm huge about independence how long um have you been cycling uh, started in 2016 so uh, like four, yeah. three, four years. So I think what happened was like, I went on a road trip to, to Scotland and I rented a car there. But yeah. I think when the bill came back, I don't know why they charged me like two times the price. Yo! <laughs> yeah, and, and, and as, as like a 25 year old, I was like, oh shit, this is damn expensive. Yeah. And like, you know, like, fuck this, fuck hurts, fuck, fuck <laughs> Avis. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, fuck all you car rental, like, fuck yeah. your budget, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm never going to rely on like a fucking car again. Yeah. And, right, then, right. And, and then that's how, that spurred me on to, uh, to to go biking, yeah. So, um, just to tangent a bit, when you came back and you started biking more in Singapore, does it help you to see Singapore in a different light? Definitely. I see like a lot of people being, uh, well, Tyler's making the face. I see a lot of people being like enslaved to their cars. Oh, Yeah, okay. like, you see a lot of guys in Singapore, right? Yeah. Their profile picture is like a Nissan GTR. Cause like, you yeah, know, your profile oh. picture is your stupid bike. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. If you look out on Facebook, my profile picture is just no, me. But I can imagine a lot of people with bicycles as the profile. Yeah, but that, that's picture. not me, So, so that's not a fair assumption to me. I think you put too much credence on somebody's profile picture. <laughs> okay, okay. It's okay, to okay, make okay. its point. But, but yeah. I, I do see a lot of people like you know, uh, treating like uh, like you know, a Nissan GTR like that. That is a valid yeah. personality yeah, type. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like the whole identity is based on that. And I feel like uh. A lot of Singaporeans, they, they buy a car, they get in debt, and then they blame other people uh, yeah, for yeah. their life decisions. Mm. So learning how to cycle actually made me realize that uh, there's actually a sustainable sustainable way, not just financially, but also like environmentally, right. uh, to, to get around Singapore. And also made me realize that uh, cities shouldn't be built around cars, which, which are actually like, uh, I mean, car, car owners, which, which actually is like a minority of the population. Like more effort should put should be put into like public transport. Uh, Singapore is so lanes, small. Like if you just build like a straight line from the east to the west, uh, actually commute would be so amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would love that. Yeah, uh, I mean just, just just for reference, uh, I think no no other public resource right. It is so restricted to uh to to public access. Like for example, you you need to drive a car to be able to to use the roads. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But 
who pays for the roads? It's, it's not just car owners. Yeah. Mm. Taxpayers pay, uh, pay, pay, pay for the maintenance yeah. of the roads. Car owners pay road tax, but that's only uh, emissions. So they are paying because they are uh, releasing greenhouse gases that hurt the planet. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, also made me a lot of like, made me sort of like a green, more greener person. What about PMDs though? Wow, we had this conversation in previous. Uh, PMDs, <laughs> I feel uh, they actually have potential to uh, change Singapore's future. Oh, yeah. in a bad way, in a yeah, good way. No, in 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 a good way. But I just don't think like people are are, are using them right. I mean, in a perfect world, P, uh, PMDs will be on on the road, you know, so that okay. Mm. I, I know it sounds controversial, but think about it like car owners they use the roads at. Tax owners uh, at, at, at tax paid expense. Everybody's expense yeah. Yeah. If, if anyone should have their privilege like removed, right, it should be them. I mean, uh, affected by the affected by the introduction of PMDs. Yeah, it, sh- it should be car owners. So they share the road. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So once once uh, PMDs are on the road, then they can be uh, enforced by one single authority, which is the traffic police. Mm. Because like how how effective are like you know people going around the footpath catching people? Yeah, uh, it's terrible. It's, it's it's a terrible terrible <laughs> idea and. Remember just now I was saying like being critical about the government when uh, when when the time comes like yeah. this is one of them you know just put them on the road yeah. get TP to enforce them and yeah and then and that's it oh it's tough do you think there will be a lot more accidents yeah, though yeah. be due to the, the 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 nature of people riding PMDs now a bit more loosely yeah but I think I said this in the podcast with Dan also it will yeah. be like a, a process of attrition. The <laughs> <laughs> all the careless people will just yeah, die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were done. The the people who were going to die anyway, yeah. they will just pee on roads and they will kill themselves. Mm. And you know, like better than killing other. People. Yeah, better than killing other people. Yeah. Through that process, we will get rid of all the irresponsible PMD riders. So basically, elevating them to not just being on the on on the pavements or not treating them as casually, but more like. Vehicles, really. Exactly, exactly. And then you make them do like the, the whole whole licensing. Yeah, thing. interesting. But yeah, may, maybe not COE because they are taking out less space than the car. Yes. Yeah. But you still uh, require some sort of like, there, there needs to be a common understanding of how people use the road. I understand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people, sh- yeah, people, no, I, I, I think it's completely fair. People should be, change a bit la, from yeah. how it looks like today. Yeah, because uh, Singaporeans, we're always, this is a car-centric society. Yes. You think like, oh, if you ride a PMD, if you ride a bicycle, you, you are... Uh, lower class. Yeah, lower class. But it's not true. We need to move towards like a, a system which is more like in- inclusive. So more public transport, uh, more space for PMDs, more space for bicycles. And I think like, once Singapore does that, uh, the country will be a lot more uh, environmentally sustainable. You, so you think it's possible? Yeah, I, I think it's possible. Uh, which is... I mean, if, if any member of like government is listening, it's like, please, please do it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. I, I, so I, I 2020, about... you're running for what? Yeah. Let's do it. I, I think you need, you need like, uh, have like a uh, paid up capital of, don't know how much to, to even like contest in. Patreon or Patreon? Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Possible, possible. All your fans, $1. Give <laughs> <laughs> all the marshmallow. Okay. Uh, Wei Chung? Uh, what does a good life look like? I just want to be able to do horror comics. Man. Okay. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Uh, or, or do something similarly silly and irrational in terms of money and still be able to survive it. Like burning it? Irrational. Yeah, I just want to have enough burn to be able to churn through some periods of irrationality by doing stuff that I like to do. Uh. And one of them, for me right now, I just really want to do horror comics. Uh. Okay. But it's hard to find the time to do it now. So I'm hoping I can 
just save up a little bit and then do it. Uh. Yeah. Do you like Junji Ito? I love his stuff. I for so I, I like his stuff. I used to like his stuff, and I've grown out of it. Mm. So could you tell me why you still like his stuff? I like it because I think it's fun. Like mm. it's just fun horror. Like like horror is fun in in how you can be grossed out and and his his grotesque drawings in how detailed they are. Yep. I I'm a huge fan of that because I just have fun like with how grotesque they are. Like it's I I like that simplicity. Uh, you know, like uh, I love horror films as well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I like, for example, The Conjuring a lot because Conjuring is a very fun horror film. Fun. Yeah, you just, you scream and it's it's fun. Like when I went <laughs> to the cinema, right, people, like I watched Hereditary. Hereditary mm. is a very brooding atmosphere that mm. you go in and immediately, right, you feel, that's audio production alone, there's this droning. Like it makes you feel like something is fucked up and yeah. it just makes you uncomfortable. It's still amazing. But like Conjuring is like, people, ah, then they, they laugh. People in the cinema, they scream, then they laugh. Like it's it's fun, uh, and I, I like to do that kind. Like because I love Junji Ito, but I would like to do horror films about Singapore that are done in a more cute style. I believe that there's a way, right, to design cute and appealing characters that can still um you can dip them in horror still. That's that's what I want to experiment with. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Cute horror about Singapore. With zombie pura count? No, right. Zombie Pura, I didn't watch it. Uh. <laughs> what, what is this Zombie Pura? It's a local film that they, yeah. they released about. I think it's a bit like com- comedy. Yeah, it's also, comedy, comedy horror. horror yeah, yeah, okay. It's comedy horror. So like basically zombies take over the Kong. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. I had a similar uh, concept for was, that. Yeah. I want to do a zombie story about uh, something happening in like uh, a polytechnic. Then there are four friends each from different schools. So one from aerospace one and yeah. one from mass com. <laughs> yeah. Then they find their way to each. They always say like, okay, we're going to meet at the atrium <laughs> when shit goes down. down. <laughs> the next day shit goes down. Then the mass com use yeah, his like mass it. com ways. I like it. The aerospace will do some engineering shit. Then the design one scared yeah, they go find him. Yeah, design one die. No, no, no. One die. Actually, I think the mass com one will die. Yeah, the mass com one will die. I talk to the zombie. <laughs> All right, I would like right. to see that come out. Yeah, maybe one day, maybe one day. Yeah. Okay, so where where can people find you guys? People can find us on Facebook at um facebook.com slash the woke salaryman. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's uh not. the woke salaryman, not the woke man salary. As some <laughs> the woke man salary. No, yeah. salary yeah. And, and also a uh, woke is spelled as a whiskey Oscar Kilo Echo Woke. Okay. Not, not, not a whiskey Oscar Romeo Kilo, which is work. <laughs> <laughs> so Facebook, uh, Instagram, Telegram, is it the same handle? Yeah. The, yes. the work salary man. Okay. And yeah. last question, why should people contribute to your Patreon? Wow, long oh, silence. Yeah. This does not bode well. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah. I think it helps make uh it helps make us less reliant on uh, sponsored content and uh we'll be able to output more more, more regularly with more useful useful content. Yeah, it also, it also helps us a lot with the, the cost of like running a website, things like that. Lah. Because all these cost money. Lah. Yep. Yeah. So the saying is true, like, it costs money to make money. It does. Yeah. And and, and by doing work ceremony, I actually, I, I think I spend the most amount of bulk hours uh, because I draw the thing. So I, I give up a lot of my freelance stuff also. Mm. So, so it, it helps, uh, it helps. It really helps. And I and I love people who donate to our Patreon. That's why we give, like we send them little gold pins. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't cool. even say it, we just send it. Yeah. Oh, that's yes. really nice. That's yeah. really cool. If you haven't received your gold pin and uh, you were one of our first 40 patrons, uh, email us at hi at thewokeslamroom.com <laughs> we, we will get that pin uh, to you as soon as possible. <laughs>
All right. Thank, thank you, Reeming. Thank yeah. you, Rachel, Thanks for your time. Yeah. Really thank fun. you. Yeah, really fun. Thank you for the amazing episode. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and feel inspired. Don't forget to keep posted for the next one. And if you really liked what you got, give us a follow.